0: Sage is fighting the fight He has fought cities He has fought counties Politicians Naysayers Hell, he's even fought mayors Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement A weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide And all other things considered homeless Yes Broadcasting live from your Alexa device the Radio Free Network app, IOS, WMW.org, Many Voices United, and the Radio Free Network.com. And now, from some wooded area in Akron, Ohio, here is Sage of the Rage Lewis. What is up, motherfuckers? <laughs> Man, I feel good. I just was talking to Christavis. He's the producer of WMVU, got me all fired up. He's a good guy, man. He's a good guy. He's a good guy because he lets me put out this pirate signal and like he encourages me. (laughs) I was telling him, I I was just telling him my favorite word is fuck. I love that word. I want my favorite word to be cunt, Uh, (laughs) but it's not because it has. It's it's demeaning to women, I feel. I also like pussy, and I like retard. Let's see. Pussy, retard, shit. I like all the words. I like them all. I like shit, too, because, I mean, it demeans poop, but who cares? Nobody cares if you're demeaning poop. Poop is gross. So, so... You can demean shit, but yeah, so I like cunt because I can just tell there are people listening to this right now that every time I say it, just like, like vibrations of triggered anxiety just ring through their entire body. Like they're, like they're being shocked by a bolt of lightning. Cunt, cunt, cunt. Ah, I love it. I love it. But I don't say that word. Except when I'm explaining the words I like and not like. I like that word because it's most people just can't even with it. It's just so dark. Um, Christophus just sent me a picture of his fire pit. Let me look at this. Jeez. Do you know this guy was a Boy Scout? I think he was an Eagle Scout. Oh, my gosh. That's ridiculously beautiful. Really interesting guy this Christavus. Uh I don't know. My, I'm not even saying it right. I call him Chris. Christavus. Christavus? Christavus Christavus. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, buddy. Um <laughs> <laughs> He's just a good guy, man. Anyways, um back to the important topic here. I'm thinking about running for mayor. I'm not declaring I'm running for mayor. This is not that. This is just me vamping for an hour. So, you know, I got a lot to say. Might as well tell you my thoughts on that. Um, I'm thinking about it. But if I run for mayor, I got to stop saying, I got to stop swearing so much. Because the middle-aged liberals can't take it. Somebody on Facebook told me that they don't like the swearing because it scares them. I'm like, are you kidding me? Swear words scare you. (laughs) Have they been over to YouTube? My kid has been listening to PewDiePie since he was seven. And that guy always swearing constantly. Like, they live in a different world than than I think mainstream people live. Well, we all, I guess we're all divided, right? So like my kid who's now 16 grew up being surrounded by media stars that swore constantly. And what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to like sit there and micromanage what he's listening to. Like the message is actually wholesome and uh, uh, kind, but it's done in a way with, with, they, 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 they use, they swear. So what are you going to do? You gonna be like, oh, they swore. We can't listen to them, but they're telling us that we need to be kind to like like black people and puppies and doggies when they're they're pissed off about it and they're swear well we can't we can't listen to that because swear words are bad uh, okay no you don't do that because you know why because if you know anything about kids you know that's just going to make them more interested and plus if you think i swear you should listen to my wife it's like a blue comedy special every dinner over there with her. If you ever want to hear the truth, just go talk to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> That's why people like her. They're like, uh, yeah, she doesn't she doesn't fuck around with like bullshit. She doesn't like bullshit. She doesn't like it. Um which is pretty funny because now she works in an elementary school and uh, (laughs) she had to literally practice not swearing before she went to that job. I don't, I, I bet you though, she swears in there. I bet you, she does. She can't not swear. She can't do it. I love that about her. I love it. Everybody loves that about my wife, that she doesn't bullshit you. Anyways, back to my favorite words. So, uh, yeah, I, I love, I mean I Okay, here's here's the rundown. I love all those words that are demeaning to women. Not because they're demeaning to women, I just love them. I love the sound of them. I love the images like pussy, cunt. Oh, cunt obviously the greatest word on planet Earth. <laughs> but I don't use them. I try never to use them. Um women have a rough Road to hoe. <laughs> road to hoe. <laughs> My Lord. I don't use the word hoe either, unless I'm talking about hoeing a road. <laughs> I don't. Look, I don't do it. I try not to say, uh, I try not to use those words, but sometimes I just have to. But anyways, I try not to use those words. So, and of course, I never, ever, 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 ever use the N-word. I never do. It's like the one thing we've given black people. Like, we've taken everything else away from them. We, you know, we they never got their 40 acres and a mule. Never got it. They were promised it. They never, of course, they didn't get their 40 acres and a mule. Of course, they didn't. Uh high infant morta- death uh, high infant mortality rates uh worse service in health care twice as evicted African-american women are twice as evicted as any other um group of people there are literally more black people in prison than white people even though like how many what is it 13 percent of the population is African-American, black people get fucked up the ass all the time in America. It really should be the motto where black people get fucked up the ass <laughs> and not in the good way when you're least expecting it and you didn't want it to begin with. <laughs> So, the mere fact that we give them anything, anything, by not saying the N-word, I'm down with it. I'm like, all right, we seem to, most of us, although I hear white people say it all the time. I got white friends. I do I have white friends <laughs> believe it or not, I do believe it or not. I have, I don't know. Friends. I do have some friends. Um, um, but I, I mean, I have, I have racist friends. Of course I have racist friends. I I have racists in my family. You, you, You don't, you don't, you're telling me you don't have any, you don't have any relations with anybody that is racist. And I'm not, I'm talking to black people and white people. Talking to everybody. Hispanics. I'm talking to everybody. You don't know anybody. You don't hang out with anybody that isn't overtly racist. Not one. Not one person. I don't believe you. I do not believe you. Racism is as American as apple pie. Racism, guns, and apple pie. And we don't even eat apple pie very much anymore. Man, I do love apple pie. Hmm. it's tribal racism is tribal it's how you it's how you survive for 200,000 years you're like they look different boo on them they're bad how do you know they're bad well I don't know I don't trust them I don't trust them (laughs) and it was good but now we live in a multicultural world And now our tribe looks different. Okay. I just read a chapter in the Alexander Hamilton biography that has the picture of the Hamilton musical on it. There's some speculation. Alexander Hamilton was gay. He had these friends, two friends, uh, Laurel, this guy named Laurel and uh, Lafayette. And uh, those guys wrote some pretty uh, sexy letters to each other. They were in love with each. They said that they loved each other. They loved each other. But um, sodomy, as they called it, gay, gay, sweet, sweet, gay sex. Outlawed in all 13 states or colonies or whatever the hell they called them back then. And so, uh, you know, it wasn't cool to be gay back then. Which is weird. Like, you know, like those guys are gangsters, right? They're like, they are. I just love that image, right? Because like everybody talks about how, well, Laurel, who was super well off, like all he wanted, he was, he was educated in Europe and like, and he just wanted to be on the battlefield, man. They all just wanted to be on the battlefield and fuck up those British fuckers. And then, you know. They go off and just do some gay, dirty fucking sex and get drunk all the time. They told, I think Hamilton, I think I read that Hamilton, his doctor said he had to stop. Like he could only drink like three glasses of wine a day, you know, and that was like nothing. So he's fucking drunk and he's murdering people and he's fucking got cannons and he's and he's like building a. Building a new republic, and then he just gets it right up the fucking ass sometimes, and then he gives it up the ass to another fucking revolutionary badass. It's the greatest. It's just like so decadent. You know, it's like Achilles loving his, uh, his, his sweet, sweet young cousin. You know, it's just. Fucking do what you want to do, man. Just go hard. Live your life. Don't let people hold you back. I just love that. I mean, you know, like those guys went hard. Fucking hard. Oh, God. I love it. Love it. Love it. Anyways. uh, Yeah, we live in a multicultural, multi- very diverse tribe now my wife was talking about how like uh young kids like it's like she's like it's practically rare to see any young person say that they're just cis what is that is that cis is that what they say let's see What cis let me see if that's the word cis uh cisgender person sometimes cissexual, sexual informally abbreviated cis is a person whose gender identity matches their sex assigned at birth see see i gotta learn these things The word cisgender is the antonym for transgender. Oh, see there? The opposite. Cisgender, transgender. And that was what she was saying. She's like, everybody's trans. Everybody's transgender. So, uh, and this is like an area where I don't speak um, uh, sensitively enough. Because, you know, this is a group of people that's really kind of at risk and conservatives don't like them. And, you know, but so, you know, the more oppressed a person is, the more sensitive I am to their, their words, you know? So, so at any rate, that's the tribe we live in now where everybody's like, they like your tribe. It's really now a global tribe. It really is. I mean, our tribe includes, you know, the Timothy McVeys and the Unabombers of the world. You know, our tribe includes all these people. They're not outside the tribe. Okay. They're not. The tribe includes Black Lives Matter and KKK. KKK will come back, I, I think. I don't know. Maybe it's done. I don't know. I don't know. I, I like their outfits. They got good titles. I mean, how are you, you going to get rid of an organization that has, like, the title of the main guy, the Grand Dragon Master or whatever? I mean, that's too good. It's too good. Who doesn't want to be a Grand Dragon? <laughs> you got to admit. Their costumes are kind of freaky. Their uh, titles are really on point. They're not going anywhere. I don't think, you know, I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah. So anyways, you have white supremacists and Black Lives Matter in the same tribe. You do. And both sides have points. Ah, there you go. And stop. They're done listening. Both sides have points. Yeah, of course they do. Everybody has a point, okay? Like, let's take the abortion thing, right? Um, we shouldn't be killing fetuses all the time. Okay? We shouldn't. Like, we need better strategy, but on the other hand, have you ever had sex? You ever had drunken sex in college where you're like, oh, God, right, let's go. Let's do this shit. Let's get it on, baby. And you ain't got no condom. But what? Your, your dick is not stopping. It's coming knocking. And it's going indoors. Knock, knock. Guess who's here? Mr. Penis. Mr. Penis is here. And it's coming in where it's nice and warm. Baby, it's cold outside. That's what your penis is singing. So what your pen is the singing. And so uh, <laughs> so there's gonna be times where you slip up, but then you have the morning after pill, which is really good. That's good. I think you should have condoms, morning after pills, diaphragms. You can get the shot where you're like my homeless friends who are have given birth. A lot of times right at the hospital, they shoot them with this thing that like, I think it's like three years. Like you, it lasts like three years. You can't get pregnant. I think that's what they said. Three years. They should have that. Like you just. See, that's the problem. You tell people in America you can't do something and then you don't give them an alternative. That goes against everything that humans stand for, which is I am fucked up. I am crazy. I am really wigged out. And what I need right now is a good stiff drink, some sex, some anal sex after that. And uh, then maybe I'll try some coke. And, uh, do you got any Molly there? We're just, that's who we are. You know, we are, you know, it, even if your thing is just like, I gotta, I, I, I just have to dance. I just have to dance. You like, you're getting it out. Okay. We're all like amped up squirrels in our heads. We're all freaked out. And we need things to relax. I was thinking about. I've been trying to learn the blues. I got to write down the topics so I can think about coming back. to hey, I got to do this because I I'm fine with this being a stream of consciousness show, but I I want to come back to the topics. Okay. Okay. So give myself some notes here let's recap uh fuck my favorite word uh see okay okay now you see i forgot where i was you're probably like it was when you were telling people to do molly oh yeah don't do molly uh don't do street drugs we're too dangerous I really recommend just taking getting the pot from the dispensary if you can afford it and you got one. That's the way to go. Street drugs they 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 cut it with all kinds of crap out there. It's too it's too messed up. The drugs are too messed up on the street. Too messed up. Too messed up. Um Oh yeah, oh blues, the blues. Okay, the blues and heroin. Okay. <laughs> OK, we'll we'll go there. I don't know. There was another topic. If I remember, I'll write it down the um, OK. Oh, this is my show has really gone up a notch now where I'm taking notes so I don't forget where I was. Um, oh, yeah, I can just look at this. So anyways. <laughs> my. Piano teacher, I'm trying to learn the blues and he's like, uh, look, man, you're going to have to develop a heroin habit. He's like, "I don't know how you're going to learn the blues if you don't aren't doing heroin." And I'm like, "Look, you can't get heroin around here anymore. It's just that cheap Chinese shit, that fentanyl shit that they FedEx to your front door." And he's like, "Nah, that's not what you need. You need the real shit, you need the real heroin." And so I've been thinking a lot about heroin. I've never done heroin. Um I have done here. Are you ready? Okay, I'm going to tell you all the drugs I've done. Okay, I'll, I'll, all the liquor. Every one of them. Every, every I've done, I've done absinthe. I've had absinthe. Great. Whatever. I don't know why everybody's so weaked out weaked out about absinthe. Anyways, I love liquor. Love it. It's my soulmate. I tried marijuana. It wigs me out all the time, but I'm thinking about when my kid leaves, I'm going to try again. Maybe. I don't know. I kind of like being straight edge. I, uh, one time I did acid in college. Great, 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 great experience. And then there was this one night where I smoked something and then I don't know what it was, but it was great too. I don't know. could have been black tar heroin could have just been hash. I don't know what it was, but it was great. whatever, two thumbs up on that drug and that's it. That's all the drugs. That's it. So anyways, um, So I was thinking about what it must be like to be on heroin and how amazing it is. And what I'm finding in my blues study is my, my, my teacher, who is also one of my dearest friends ever. Um, he's like, look, you're rushing. You're going too fast because you're apologizing. He's like, You're apology. All I hear is apologies in this music. And you literally apologize when you make a mistake. He's like, you got to stop. That's not what the blues are. And then I was thinking just this morning, I'm like, you know, I bet heroin is the drug that, that like its motto should be um, never say you're sorry. <laughs> I just could imagine. I'm really trying to, to emulate what a heroin must be like. Like, you're just, like, you're just gone, like, right? You're just, you're just on the, on the, on the, you know, the magic carpet ride, right? And I just was like, yeah, heroin must be, it's got to be, never say you're sorry, when you never want to say you're sorry. Something, I'm working on the tagline. I'll, I'll see. I mean, heroin doesn't really need a tagline. It kind of sells itself. (laughs) doesn't need a motto (laughs) that's why they've outlawed it it's too good it's too good so at any rate uh that's why people do drugs so they can relax for a minute because we're all wigged out okay anxiety i'm gonna write that down That's the deal. All right. And I'm not going to say who this was, but I had a really interesting conversation with a, a, a friend of mine and they are trying to quit Dr. Pepper. It's not a drug. I'm literally Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper from McDonald's. Okay. Dr. Pepper from McDonald's. Okay. And so they, I saw them this past weekend. And they hadn't had Dr. Pepper since Tuesday. But as they were talking about it, they were like, look, when I have a bad day from work, what I do is I get in my car and I go to McDonald's and I get that big Dr. Pepper. And I just put on my book on tape and I drive home and everything is okay. I'm like, oh yeah, baby. And she's like, and then she said, I'm sorry. So she, she said, um, when I have that first sip, it like goes to my brain and like, it's a mini explosion, like a firework goes off. And I'm like, oh, God, oh, oh, yeah, gay sex. That's what we we're talking about. And, uh, oh, and, and Hamilton. Oh, yeah, all right. Oh, man, <laughs> pencils are amazing. So, um, <laughs> and she's, but she's trying to lose weight, and she doesn't like diet and all that. She likes unsweetened tea. But I mean, obviously, it's not nearly. It's not Dr. Pepper. It's fine. And I'm like, oh, man, I get it. I get it. I get it. But she is doing that inner work of her addiction. And when you do that inner work, the feelings are the same, whether it's alcohol, meth heroin sex gambling or doctor pepper it's that little mini explosion that goes off in your brain okay that's that's those things should not give you that experience none of them should none of them should uh I'm gonna call that mind ex- mind mind firework okay so the you all right look you take a Dr. Pepper and you probably can do this you're like yeah I like Dr. Pepper I'm just going to talk to the people that like Dr. Pepper if you don't like Dr. Pepper then you know you can't maybe empathize with this but Do you drink Dr. Pepper every day? Do you crave Dr. Pepper? When you're feeling depressed, do you think, I want Dr. Pepper? Probably not. I don't think most people do. Well, this person does. Okay? And that is a sign of addiction. Addiction is a brain function. Your brain changes on addiction. Okay. They call it a brain disease, disease of the brain addiction. And I guess it should be a disease because addictions usually end up hurting you. You know, this person needs to stop drinking Dr. Pepper because they're trying to lose weight. See. And they know that those are all empty calories. And so the problem is that then you have to go and find a replacement for Dr. Pepper, but nothing makes that sweet, sweet explosion in your brain like Dr. Pepper or alcohol or marijuana or uh, opiates or sex or gambling or whatever you're into. So the way you can find out the things that you're probably addicted to are when you're super excited or you're super depressed, what do you gravitate towards? Is it a bag of chips? Is it binge watching Netflix? Those are comfort items. Okay. Like, you know, you've heard of comfort foods, right? That's an addiction. You heard that saying there are people that uh, eat to live and then there's people that live to eat. Addic- food addiction's huge. Huge. And we're all overweight and heart disease is the number one killer in America because we're overweight. That's an addiction. We're all doing it because that's what being human is. We're freaked out. And what we really need to be doing is exercising. Not too much. If you're addicted to exercise, then you got another problem. But most of us, fortunately or unfortunately, aren't addicted to exercise. But I'm telling you, exercise is the solution to the natural solution to anxiety and stress. Go for a walk, go for a run, do some push-ups, do some sit-ups, do some yoga, whatever. You will feel better. Instead of a Dr. Pepper, exercise. But how do you exercise in your car, right? See, then you start uh, making excuses. In fact, this person said that. She's like, I told myself that if I really want a Dr. Pepper, I can have it. and I'm like, Oh, honey, oh honey! That's what? See that's demeaning, but she's a I'm not gonna divulge who she is. she it's fine. <laughs> I think I can call her honey <sighs> um. That's you talking to your addiction, making excuses, and, like, it's you and the devil, okay? An addiction is the devil. You are, there's a word I'm trying to, you're not debating the devil, you're, like, Compromising—it's not the word, anyways. It doesn't matter. Which you're—you're you're just going in and and making excuses about the reason you're going to really need a Dr. Pepper, and then you can have it because you really need it. One time, I was trying. I, I, I lose, I gain and lose weight all the time. And I was, there was a, a guy that was kind of a friend at the time said, Oh, Hey man, I need to lose weight. Would you be my weight loss coach? And I'm like, man, that would be cool. I would love to try that. And it was going good for a, a while. And I'm like, you got to report to me all the food you eat, you know? And he's, you know, the night before He's like, and then I had a piece of pie and I'm like, whoa, piece of pie. Can't have a piece of pie. And that was it. All of a sudden, Sage's weight loss program sucked (laughs) because I found his addiction pie. I'm telling you an addiction is closer to you than any other relationship you have in your life. You retreat to your addiction when things are bad. It's like Linus in his blanket, you know, like when a kid sucks his thumb. It's an addiction because it makes you feel good. Okay. Now, what you have to do, the first thing is you have to figure out what your addiction is, but I guarantee you have it. I guarantee you have an addiction. We all have an addiction. All of us. And you can spot it by how you, what happens when you're sad? What do you do? What do you do? Do you eat a certain kind of food? Because what you then need to realize is that food isn't making you feel better. The relationship, the, the the brain chemical reaction you have with the food or the drug or the action is what's making you feel better. The food or the drink or the action triggers the response in your brain. You see, it's not the item. Now, you will give everything up to keep that item because it's the item that gives you the, the, the response in your brain. But eventually your item usually causes you problems and it's, it's like the universe telling you, you are now forced to work on yourself and some people do and some people don't. I mean, how many people are, uh, die of heart attacks? Let's just find out how many Americans die of heart attacks every year. Uh, okay I wish she would stop yelling talking to me okay good it says uh, approximately 1.5 million heart attacks and strokes occur every year more than 800,000 people in the United States die from cardiovascular disease each year that's one in every three deaths about 160,000 of them occur with people under the age of 65 okay heart disease What causes heart disease? I just wish she would stop talking to me. High blood pressure, high cholesterol, smoking are key risk factors of heart disease. Other medical conditions and lifestyle choices can also put people at high risk, including diabetes, overweight, and obesity. Okay? We know what causes heart disease. It's not a mystery. It's not. (laughs) We don't live in the Middle Ages and we think God is giving us heart attacks. Now, I'm sure some of us think that because we don't want to know the truth that. The reason we have. We had a heart attack was because we had high blood pressure. We smoked. We were overweight. (laughs) And stress, we know, we know exactly what causes heart attacks. But yet, one out of three people die of heart attacks every year. Like, we're clueless to it. Like, I don't know why I died from a heart attack. Like, you literally, on the other side of, you know, you you, you do your debrief uh after death and you're like so how was your life yeah it was all, right. all right It's pretty good it's got my money's worth it's pretty good things some good things Some bad things yeah and uh i see here you died of a heart attack um why do you think that happened i don't know man i just think that was unfair i was only 55 years old i was planning on living a lot longer well, it says here you were uh, 300 pounds. Well, yeah, 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 a little bit. And it says you like to smoke a pack of cigarettes a day. Well, yeah, I mean, it's hard down there, man. I mean, it's a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're telling the universe why you died of a heart attack. You're going to, if you're overweight and you smoke or you have high blood pressure, you're going to die of a heart attack. Now, I know, I know you must think I'm like Nostradamus over here for telling the future, but I'm not. I'm just looking at statistics. I'm telling you, if you look down at yourself, and you are a fat fuck, and while you're looking down, the ashes of your cigarette are falling on your fucking gut, you're going to die of a heart attack. (laughs) It's going to happen, all right? Because one out of three people die of heart attacks. It's the biggest killer. (laughs) <laughs> but you don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear it. You know why? Because that food and those milkshakes and that 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 queso dip and those chips and the sundays and the apple pies and the cigarettes and the occasional booze, maybe not the so occasional booze, they all make you feel good. And so you are. There's just this word that I just cannot. I just uh, ah, killing me. You just want to. You're you're pleading with basically science. You're like, hey man, hey man. I I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. This is bad, okay? But man, I I don't know what else to do, bro. I mean, life is hard, and uh, you know, my boss is always on my ass, and my wife is on my ass, not in a good way. It doesn't just nothing, man. It's just too much. The bills, man. The kids. How are we gonna pay for college, man? And then, doesn't it become some sort of passive form of suicide? You're like, I'm just, I don't know, man, I. This is a lot, anyways. I'm just gonna do this. And then tell me how you are any better than an opiate addict living in the woods. You are killing yourself by eating and drinking and smoking just like the fentanyl user to judge them and you rationalize maybe that's the word only your addiction you overweight fucker <laughs> are more of a drain on society than the fentanyl user. How much money does heart disease cost America every year? Okay. I got to turn her down. Okay. It costs the heart disease costs the United States $219 billion each year. That's from 2014 to 2015. This includes the cost of healthcare services, medicines, and lost productivity due to health, due to death, lost productivity due to death. Ah. $219 billion you're costing us. (coughs) And I'm overweight too. And I used to be a two pack a day smoker. So uh, look, I'm. I'm right there with you, people. Life is hard. And it's hard no matter how you look at it. No matter how you cut it, life is hard. The day-to-day grind of life is hard. Uh, right now, I just struggle with the fact that we can't seem to do a goddamn thing. Ooh, I like goddamn. Yeah, that's a good one. Okay, goddamn. Yeah, I love that because that shocks the Christians. That's good. one of my favorite that's good And it and does it really uh okay see here we go see now i'm back up at the top of that list and now i forgot what i was talking about the other damn it damn it see my writing down my list makes me lose track of where i was damn it damn it damn it damn it so anyways The problem we have is that we can't get out of our tribal instinct. That we love judging other people and rationalizing our own uh, dysfunctional actions. It's how you survive in the world, man. So, it's fine (laughs) that you judge other people. It's so natural. In fact, I would dare to say this whole "Kumbaya," let's all get together and love one another, is the unnatural thing. That's what's unnatural. Like, no, man, that's stupid. Like, those people are dangerous. They scare me and. I don't want anything to do with them. I'm going to go live in a suburb. (laughs) That's what suburbs are. It's, 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 it's segregation. It's segregation. Which is so natural. We got to stop judging everybody. If you want to judge somebody, judge yourself, but not too harshly because you already probably think you're a piece of shit. Oh, also, I love the word shit. Oh, yeah, we talked about that. Because nobody seems to care that we're maligning shit. <laughs> although and, and shit, may I say, is a wonderful fertilizer. And, you know, and if we didn't shit, we would all explode from toxicity. So, you know, we shouldn't really talk bad about shit. But nobody seems to really care about shit. It doesn't have a, a council to protect it. And so... So I I feel free to use that word a lot. Shit. Fuck. And God really doesn't give a fuck either. God does not care, people, if I use his name in vain. Okay. First of all, he's not a he. So fuck that. Second of all, that is like the last thing God is worried about. God's not worried. That's the other thing. You're... Taking your silly human anxieties and putting it on God. (laughs) God is just a static energy of creation, which is love. That's all. So we got to stop judging our racist brothers and sisters, okay? Because primarily, It doesn't make them change. Like when was the last time you dissed somebody so much that they were like, you know what? You're right. I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to not be racist anymore. No, the more you push on them, the more they push back. That's the yin and the yang. That's how energy works in the world. Like you can't yell. I mean, you can, if you want, it's fine, but you can't, you can't counter protest the protesters of anything. It just makes them stronger. They hate you more. Like you got the people at the abortion clinics. It counter protest doesn't work. It just makes them more solidified. So instead of hating racists, why don't you think about more what you could do if you're so worried about racism? Okay, let's just take racism. All right. Is your contribution to the entire thing just saying the words Black Lives Matter and I don't like racists? Is that your thing? Did you take a uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion class? Because I'm going to tell you something that bothers me about white moderates. I usually call them liberals, but you see, I call them liberals because they are. That's, I mean, they're not liberal, but like white moderates are liberals in America. We're not liberal. We're we're moderates, and so. The thing about these people, these moderates, these liberals, is they think they're doing things by saying words. Okay? They think that they're they're contributing by telling me what words I can and can't use. Okay? Oh, you can't say pussy, that's demeaning to women. You can't say retard, that's demeaning to retards. <laughs> Look, retarded, define, define retarded, a less advanced in mental, physical, and social development for the usual for one's age. Okay. That's all it means. That's it. Okay. Define moron. A stupid person. Huh. What's the true meaning of moron? Okay. maybe I thought moron was, was used in... Uh, oh, moron just means a very stupid person. Moron was coined... Okay, in psychology, moron is a term once is a term once used in psychology and psychiatry to denote mild intellectual disability. The term was closely tied to the American eugenics movement. Once the term became popularized, it fell out of use by the psychological community as it was used more commonly as an insult than a psychological term. It is similar to imbecile and idiot. So we're allowed to say moron, hey moron, but I can't say retard. Why? because of liberals, that's why liberals have told me that moron is okay, but retard is bad. That was what this whole show was going to be about. (laughs) One a first amendment. That's their contribution. is you can't, you're, uh, you know, then they talk about appropriating culture. Like, all they do is superficial bullshit. They don't do shit. They'll go to a march and then tell you you have to march peacefully. They'll pine over all the words that you're using and using, you know, which words are okay and which words aren't used. Okay. That's it. Meanwhile, we're getting more cops. Okay. All the cities of America, black lives matter said, we want to defund the police and you know what we're getting more cops more cops because they know that this moderate liberal angle is just bullshit. The moderates do all the work for the uprisings. They won't allow uprisings. Uprisings are, uh, you know, we must, we must demonstrate peacefully. And they're like, yeah, yeah, that's what you need to do. Suckers demonstrate peacefully as we fucking pepper spray your ass and beat you with batons. You just keep demonstrating peacefully. And then. You know what we're going to fucking do? We're going to take. All that extra federal government money that we got. We're going to buy more fucking cops. White cops and shove them right up your fucking ass. You fucking fuckers. And that's it. And then. Then, you know, liberals will tell us uh you know well we we should sign a petition <laughs> we should sign a petition <sighs> let's go March this weekend I'm gonna go march <laughs> <sighs> I'm gonna go march. I was a fan of the uh capital uprising. I mean, the QAnon people are crazy, but no more crazy than Christians or Mormons. You know, yeah, they believe in crazy bullshit. Welcome to humanity. That's like literally what we do is believe in crazy ass bullshit. Nation Islam believes there's a fucking ufo coming for them same with the assholes over at where all the celebrities go the just that l ron hubbard's clan it just yeah that's what we do okay but basically they're right government hmm I think democracy and republic thing is just lip service. They just do whatever they want. They give they 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 say shit, and then they give all the real meaningful stuff to the corporations and their rich friends. That's all. That's all it is. It's just a fence to hand out the money. That's it. That's all the American government is for, is to hand out the money to. They're friends. They're called government contracts. And, you know, there's some lobbying, of course, which involves more money. It's just people that love money. That's all it is. And power, money and power, money and power. That's who goes into politics. And so they give no fucks about you. Because they're so obsessed. Even if they do say they give a fuck about you, they have an agenda. And so they're like power hungry and they will sell you down the river like the slave you are so they can work on their one pet project that they have. They'll give away everything else. If they think that, and even if the project helps other, other people, they'll hurt countless other people. They'll, 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 they'll give up everything else so that they can push through their, maybe push through their other agenda. And, uh, it's totally fucked up. It's totally fucked up. And now we have the liberals, the moderates, uh, telling us what words we can and can't use. And we're all going into Facebook jail because we're not saying the right words that are, you know, the liberal uh, acid test of whether or not we are saying the correct words. And then and so that's it. So that's all we do. We just monitor words, which then buries the actual issues. Then everybody hangs out on these encrypted uh, forums like Signal and Telegram and where the actual racism is still going on. The racism never went away. You just buried it. You dumb fucks. Jesus Christ. (sighs) We got to stop policing words. Start acting, stop judging other people, start judging ourselves. We're not here to solve other people's problems. We're here to solve our own problems. That's why we are on planet Earth. I love you people. I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.